Welcome to Pod Me If You Can. I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And this week we're talking about This Is The End, the directed by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, starring Seth Rogen and Jay Barrichell. Um, this budget of this film is $25 million. It's already grossed well over $100 million and it's set for much more. This is a perfect example, Lloyd, of the kind of stoner movies that we're getting in the last 10 years. What started it all? <laughs> that was a long pause. <laughs> Sorry. What started it all? Like, what started stoner movies up? Yeah. I guess Cheech and Chong back oh, in the day. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yep, Cheech and Chong. I haven't seen any of Cheech and Chong, but I know of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the kind of older school stuff. I think as long as people are smoking weed with their friends and then having a laugh, they're going to, you know, come up with stuff that's, you know, movie fodder. Mm. But um, before we go on... We've obviously seen This Is The End, and a uh, fair warning, we are going to be doing spoilers re- within this podcast regarding the film. So if you haven't seen it, you might not want to carry on listening. Maybe you don't want to see it, and you're happy to just hear us uh, talk on about it. <laughs> so I think, Lloyd, this is probably a pretty obvious film for children of the 90s. I mean, you've got music from the Backstreet Boys, for example, <laughs> a couple of times there. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing, you know, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, around 30-something years old, um, this is kind of right in our vein, isn't it? Yeah, that definitely. Um, it, it kind of reminds me of the American Pie sort of generation that we aged with them sort of thing, so we grew up with that sort of generation. I don't yeah. think Seth Rogen is in the same pool as that. I think I, I don't know Seth Rogen's background. I like, I've seen uh, some of Appletow's movies uh, Knocked Up. Did Appletow do that? Yep. Yeah, uh, Knocked Up and Seth Rogen's in that. And from what I can see, they ju- they're just playing themselves. Um, in the movies uh, well I mean in this one especially everybody's playing a version of themselves yep. but um, Seth Rogen is from Canada and he was in Freaks and Geeks which Judd Apatow was a part of is that a TV um, show? it is yeah I've and, heard of it um, I haven't seen that it's also got uh, James Franco and uh, Jason Segel in it um, they were pretty much playing you know teenagers in high school some were freaks some were geeks Um and there's brother-sister main character, basically. Uh, they were all sort of the other students in the in the classes. Mm. Um, from there, I mean, he's just kind of... Basically, he was in Anchorman. I don't know that you'll remember it, Lloyd, but he was the cameraman who was videoing the cat show. Oh, okay. Very small one line. <laughs> but um, he pretty much exploded on the scene in um, 40-Year-Old Virgin as one of the four friends. Mm-hmm or three friends even, and uh, then knocked up, which, you know, the poster was his face. And what if this guy got you pregnant, you know? So (laughs) um, I'd say I've probably seen most, if not all, of his stuff. Um, So I'm pretty familiar with Seth Rogen. And and since he's obviously starring in this and directing this, he's comfortable with, you know, portraying this kind of version of himself. He's famous for being a stoner, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Uh, with this lifestyle, I've never taken drugs or even drank alcohol. I've gone to a lot of parties, so I do know the crowd. But uh, and I'm, I've got nothing against marijuana or, or or those type of drugs. I'm all for the legalization of it. But to me, it's very distant. Um, when they just want to get sit down and get high all, all all day, I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess that must be an exciting thing, you know. It's I'm just very distant with that sort of culture. But at the same time, I've nothing against it at all. As well, Lloyd, you don't really drink. No. Um, <laughs> so I mean, this is all mind altering stuff. Yeah. That, 
in the name of having a good time. And Lloyd's got no problem getting up and dancing, ladies, <laughs> yeah. just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a clubber, not, not a pub person. <laughs> I, um, I want to know if you had any laughs, though. I, I did. I, I find these guys really funny. What's amazing about this crowd is I, I get the feeling that these guys get together, make a lot, get high, make a lot of jokes, and they put that into their films. And I'm just so impressed with how much of an international recognition they've got. They've literally just had a party, came up with this crazy idea, made a movie about it. Like it's, it feels like almost like a home movie, just with a lot more money, obviously. And then they've thrown this out to the world, and it's been almost internationally accepted that that is pretty impressive for these stoner guys to make a big movie um i'm just not uh, you know it's very funny but i think you could do it in a 40 minute sketch show rather than Mm. two hours two hours for me is a big drag and a lot of the time i was like oh what joke are we going to go into now so (laughs) you know but i did find it really funny i I, it was there were so many scenes where i thought it was hilarious I mean, this is based on a short film they made. Oh, right. Yeah, so the middle is really stretched out. I found they spent a lot of time in the house. And days went by as well, which I found was probably the bit I didn't like about it. Yeah, like it it was hard to keep track of the chronology of exactly what was going, uh, how long they spent in the house, how long they spent outside. Exactly. I mean, I think what people wanted to see was more of that outside world. You know, with um, big flying gargoyle monsters and, you know, just the world gone crazy, you know. I mean, this isn't a huge budget film, like I said at the beginning. And what happens is, you know, for that, you don't get the kind of day after tomorrow or Independence Day kind of world ending effects, yeah. you know. It becomes a very small housebound movie, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the idea of it being the rapture, you know, um, and everybody being saved, going to heaven, who is, you know, worthy or good souls or however you want to justify it. Um, American Dad, the TV show, did a really good rapture episode that really reminded me of this. Okay, how did um, that go? I've, I haven't seen much of American Dad. Um, well, Stan and Fran, the Francine, the, you know, spoilers for this episode of American Dad, guys. Uh, basically, they go to church one day and um, she convinces him to um have sex at the church in like a kind of broom closet or whatever yeah and they do and when they come out everyone else gets raptured um but since they've literally just forsaken the house of god or whatever um they're not raptured so they're stuck on earth and the devil's coming and all that sort of thing basically it spans years and years and you know like people lose limbs and it's you know a really big episode and it reminded me of this because of the way sort of you know, people are left behind and have to prove themselves and things like that. Yeah. I did find it funny how the party at James Franco's house is oblivious to the rapture and the apocalypse and that <laughs> Hollywood can't be saved, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought how that was you- a terrific scene when they're at the uh, at the Quickie Mark or the Quickie Mark <laughs> uh, at the 7-Eleven uh, 7-Eleven store and they were ordering um, you know they were buying stuff and then all of a sudden people get sucked up I thought that was a really good special effect and I, I don't know if it's the way the camera how they shot it but it had that sense of immediacy like you were shot right there with them in that situation like you were brought mm-hmm. really into the wow the world's ending and let's you know and let's get out of here and everything like that that was a really well done sequence did you um did you think you know 
that it was supernatural, that it was uh, aliens? Did you have a theory while the film was going on or did you kind well, of go... Well, I, I think because I saw so much promotion of the movie, I knew it was the Armageddon, like it was the apocalypse happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they did put that all in the marketing. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention one thing in the marketing that I thought was probably just while we're on it, which was um, too much, which was they had on the TV spots... Shots of uh, Jonah Hill tied to the bed as a zombie. Yeah, that that was the or big like thing. Or like a devil. Promoted. Yeah, really. Is it really con- <laughs> compelling me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The power of Christ compels you. You know, and no, it's not that compelling. You know, that stuff was all on on thirty second TV spots. Yeah, and I thought now when I've seen that and I watched the movie. I'm just waiting for that to happen now. Yeah, that's right. Often with trailers, the big strategies, they put all the best jokes in the movie and and then oh, in the trailer. And then when you watch the movie, it's very difficult to laugh at it because you've already seen it, you know. And you can tell a lot of people in the audience are laughing at that or waiting for that scene to come on. And, you know, it's not that funny, but they force um, a laugh at that sequence. It's pretty, pretty mm. hilarious. <laughs> well, let's jump into what the real appeal of this is. Now, if you don't like those particular actors who are all forming the core group and they're pretty funny guys there's a lot of celebrity cameos in this film yeah and they die horribly <laughs> yes i thought <laughs> Which, i thought michael Sarah stole stole the show he had the best jokes i thought it was absolutely brilliant making him out of every anyone else the most obnoxious person at the party the rudest guy and i i, I it was just such a pity they kill him right away at the start i thought oh yeah. man he, he would have been the best character he was so funny i laughed at almost everything he, he said he easily could have been one of the guys stuck in the house couldn't easily he? yeah i don't know if it was a like he just asked too much you know uh, like he demanded too much with his uh, pay but yeah it's such a pity he wasn't a main one of the main characters well, my wife and I saw this film at the movies and we came out and basically said, oh, there could have been so many more famous people in that film. Yeah. All the ones you saw in the trailer plus a handful more, you know, but I, I, we started to spitball and just brainstorm as to who else could have been in there. Um, you know, it's a real missed opportunity because this is the kind of movie that would have been more amazing if there were more famous people in like more Channing Tatum surprise type roles, yeah. you know? That was a daring uh, cameo by him as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the connection. Jonah Hill worked with Michael Sarah on, um, what is it, the drinking movie. I'm basing on the name Superbad. Um, and also Jonah Hill worked with Channing Tatum on 21 Jump Street, right? So yeah. that's like they've called him a favor from a buddy or whatever, right? They're yeah. friends now. James Franco worked on spider-man he could have brought in toby Maguire. that would have been funny he's um worked with mila kunis before um you know anybody in wizard of oz there any of the witches he was in date night and date night had tina fey steve carell and mark Wahlberg in it yeah. it would have been funny to see any of those people appear um seth rogan was on funny people with adam sandler you know and he was on zach and miri make a porno so it's like there's a whole wealth of people who could have been in this you sure. know who believably could have been at this party. Um, They didn't actually wind up filming in um, L.A., though they were filming in New Orleans. Oh, okay. And because they did that, they lost a celebrity cameo from Cameron Diaz, who um, was going to be in it. But, like, Craig Robinson was in the office. You know, you could have easily got Steve Carell through his connection as well, Mm. you know. Um, Jonah Hill also was in 
Invention of Lying with Ricky Gervais. Yeah. And um, there's another Tina Fey connection. And, I mean, he's got a Russell Brand connection too. They did Get Him to the Greek and they did Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So you could have had Russell Brand in this movie. Sure. We were sitting around uh, annoyed at how little Jason Segel there was. Well, who's Jason he, Segel? He's the... The guy from uh, How I Met Your Mother who has that little conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That was great. how he eats cake. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's just laughing at everything he's saying. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard him do that little bit about, oh, I get some cake on my mouth. And she's like, who ate this cake? I've heard him do that bit before. So it's like a, a bit he's done, you know. Um, and not enough Paul Rudd. He was just running down the street screaming. like. Which one's he, sorry? Uh, he's, um, you might know him from Big Bang Forgetting... Oh, yeah. Sorry? I think I know. Oh, you know Brian Fantana from Anchorman. Oh, yep. Yep. He was just running down the street like he was late to the party or something. (laughs) Now, the way I would have put one of these guys into the film is... Do you remember Zombieland? Have you seen that? Uh, Yeah. Woody Harrelson and uh, Jesse Eisenberg. That's right. I've seen it. Quick little spoiler for Zombieland, guys. It's not integral to the ending or anything, but um, they break into a house and it's somebody famous's house and it's Bill Murray right yep when they when uh jay barrichell and craig robinson go next door to the next house couldn't that have easily been somebody famous's house definitely absolutely i mean i was actually thinking that would be where channing tatum was because (laughs) they said hey i think channing tatum lives on this street you know yeah i mean we did get channing tatum later so that's not a gripe from me but yeah, just like um, there were so many more windows where they could have gone, let's stick somebody famous here. The guy who sticks his head through the door and he's all like, hey, let me in, right? And he gets decapitated. Yeah, I didn't recognize him at all. He's not somebody famous, oh, okay, is he? Sure, yeah. They easily could have made that somebody famous and they could have said, hey, we really like your movies, but we don't really know you, you know? <laughs> and they, they could have gone, nah, it's cool because he's whatever, you know, or she's whatever, you know? But again, a missed opportunity. I was really unimpressed with a lot of the special effects in this movie, particularly when the rapture started happening and um, the uh, helicopter crashes and goes through the window. That, to me, looked really awful. Like I know this was a low-budget movie, but when it got later and you saw the demons and stuff, that looked pretty good. Uh, all the de- oh, like the devil? Yeah, the devil and all the six, the, the beast with the seven heads or whatever and how they were getting sucked up and everything like that into, into heaven. That looked really good, but for some reason the whole start bit was just awful and how people were falling into the lava. It looked really cheap, like almost you, like you're watching a television, a really cheap TV episode. TV, mind you, nowadays are very expensive, TV <laughs> episodes like Game of Thrones stuff. But it looked so cheap, um, uh, a lot of it. I was really unimpressed with that. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It is difficult to kind of do a convincing pit for them to fall into yeah. oh. without it just seeming like a green screen. Yeah, that's right. It, it, ju- it was just really uneven, the special effects. Some of it was really spectacular and some of it was just really pathetic. Um, I, I was uh, There's some sequences I really liked. I thought it was almost a cinematic quality, like uh, Hitchcockian, when they were hiding in the closet and... Uh, um, what's his name Jonah Hill Jonah Hill Jonah Hill the possessed guy is looking for them and they're they're trying not to breathe inside the closet and you're looking through their point of view at this like possessed guy looking around the room for them and then coming towards him it was frightening I was like wow you know so you get little spurts of brilliance um, from these two guys Um, and then you get some sequences that are really bad I thought one sequence was really 
annoying was when they were sleeping in bed and one person kept waking up and going oh can i sleep with you but they did yeah. like they tried to make it scary every time a person comes out of the darkness that like uh, you know there was like a little uh sound bit like of fear like oh my gosh mm-hmm. is he a demon or not and i just thought what what uh, like we know it's not a demon we know that's that guy you know i, I just thought that some of that was pretty bad sure no i completely get that um the cgi and effects and stuff i felt like um everybody working on the movie would have got a real laugh out of having the devil with a big penis kind of swinging (laughs) yeah the amount of male nudity in comedies these days is definitely on the rise definitely we talked about that you said uh in our american pie american reunion podcast and i think you said it was forgetting sarah marshall was one of the big pioneers of it and um there's something about mary yeah definitely um it's it's funny and guys can laugh at it and women are allowed to laugh at it you know yeah if you see a naked lady women don't laugh yeah but a naked guy women it feels like they're suddenly given permission to laugh you know you know a group of girls watches this movie they're gonna laugh at that i i thought one of the funniest sequence when they were talking about um who ejaculated on his uh pornographic magazine between danny mcbride and james franco (laughs) oh it was hilarious (laughs) i want to go all over your face and he's motioning (laughs) yeah i like how they're digging and then he walks off and he goes hey man come back and he goes no i've already walked too far away (laughs) (laughs) you can just turn around oh gosh (laughs) This was a very quotable film like that, you know? Yeah. The, the Dear God, it's me, Jonah Hill from Moneyball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get like a, a lot of one-liners. It, it reminded me of Anchorman in that way. I, I did really enjoy the film. I just thought it was a bit long in the middle. Yeah, I, I just thought it was too long. Like I, For me, like I hated one of their movies. Um, is it Pineapple Express? Oh, then you would have loved the YouTube of Pineapple Express 2. I love it how they redid it, Pineapple Express 2, on their little handy cam. I thought mm-hmm. that ex- excerpt is better than Pineapple Express the movie. <laughs> Pineapple Express the movie was so bad for me, it was like chewing glass. I'm sorry to say that, guys, but I just don't get a lot of their humour. I'm just like, is that is that supposed to be funny? And, you know, for two hours is a big ask for me. I, I saw this movie with a friend and he loved it. He absolutely loved it. Where I was coming out of it going, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I thought it ran out of steam. <laughs> it's not your kind of movie. No, it's just not my kind. I, I, but again, it was worth watching just for those major laughs, I guess. Um, did Did you know the the whole Milky Way scene where everyone's like, "I really want to bite of that Milky Way" and stuff <laughs> yeah. was was all improvised? Yeah, I, I, well, I get. I was getting a lot of it was improvised. I thought the biggest improvised sequence was when they were talking about uh, that girl, Emma Watson, and they were going yeah. on about... I, I, it just had that vibe that... Well, to, a lot of the jokes were, I guess, improvised. But, yeah, when they were going on about, oh, you know, I'm just afraid when he goes, hey, you're talking rapey, you know, and they're all getting... It's a rapey vibe. It's yeah. a rapey vibe. <laughs> Definitely. I thought it was it was good to throw in a girl you know the emma watson cameo like <laughs> yeah, it was very guy heavy kind of thing yeah. and i guess she brings the hermione crowd you know it, who it's interesting because like, she didn't get sucked up into heaven so she's obviously an awful person but it never comes out what she did or what kind of person she is she just seems like a really nice girl trying to survive in the apocalypse but you never that's a whole different movie isn't it? yeah exactly but you never get oh is she so she must be an awful person if she isn't in heaven but they never bother to go into that 
Well, the funny thing is most actors are horrible. That's what this film is saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, very few people, like no one at that party got um, raptured and, you know, only, only a few people at the 7-Eleven got raptured. Yeah. I enjoyed the line where um, they're all drawing straws and then Seth Rogen gets the short straw and he goes, nope, not going, nope, <laughs> nope, forget it. <laughs> and they had that funny kind of... Um, James Franco and Seth Rogen love each other kind of thing and James Franco's got like Seth and James painted on his wall and you know that he's sort of obsessed with him it's quite funny I love it when they kick out Daddy McBride and then he just uh, like he tries to shoot them all but it's all the, the gun is full of blanks and he goes alright mm. I'm out of here and he he, to, he he tells off each one and when it gets to um, uh, what's his name oh my gosh uh, James Franco. Jonah Hill. He goes, Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill, you, and I don't want to say the C word, but that's all he says. <laughs> and Jonah Hill's reaction, he's just uh, l- looking around. Oh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> and what happens to Jonah Hill? Um, <laughs> how he prays, oh, please, Lord, I really hate him, like referring to um, <laughs> Jay Parenchill, and then he gets raped. By I always the- hate that guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then and he then, gets raped by the devil, which is a very yeah. frightening scene. People were flinching in the cinema I was watching. And then, then, it's uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, it was really uncomfortable, but at the same time hilarious. And then the next scene, he's really jittery. <laughs> like he's Yeah, uh, they, cut, they cut to a shot of him like doing the like uh, confession <laughs> camera, and he goes, wow, so that was, uh, yeah. that was not But at the dinner cool. scene, he's out of it. They're going, you okay? And he's just like, yeah, just, uh, you know, some bad dreams last night. <laughs> Just um, before we move on to it, um, or past it rather too far, that Pineapple Express 2, I actually watched that on YouTube. How did you watch um, it on YouTube? They released that clip and titled it Pineapple Express 2, and so people thought it was the real trailer for the <laughs> um, the second film. That's brilliant. And then it, it's just that scene, and then at the end it says, this is the end now in cinemas. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, so... I was watching it going, what the heck is this? Like, it, it's all the actors, but it's so cheap and tacky. What is this? You know, It's it's better than Pineapple Express 1. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was funny how the drinking their own pee sequence, like uh, <laughs> Craig T. Robinson was just like, tastes delicious. And like, there's that scene where you don't know what Seth Rogen's doing and then suddenly <laughs> yeah. pee is shooting up into his face. Oh, that was fantastic. There's one more thing I didn't really like about this film just before we get on to the very ending. The friendship between Seth Rogen and Jay Baruchel is so fragile. Mm. Um, Jay always stays with Seth when he's in LA, but wait, I saw you at the Four Seasons or whatever, right? And now they're fighting? Yeah, it's like a thread that they put in that you're just like, oh, yeah, this isn't really working. Yeah, it didn't didn't strike me as very convincing. Like, I feel like they would have gotten over that. Mm especially given the apocalyptic circumstances, you know? I, I feel kind of sorry for Seth Rogen. I know he addresses this uh, in, in in this particular movie where he understands the criticism. He can't act. He can only play himself. And he addresses this in the movie. Yeah, guys, hey, um, yeah, I'm just playing myself. You know, I, I understand you, you guys think I can't act or play any other role. I'm just the same guy in every movie. But, yeah, that's me, you know? And it's like, yeah, that's... That's right, dude. You you can't play any role but yourself. Do you ever get you look like Seth Rogen? Uh yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring that up. <laughs> no, no, I, I get that. I get that a couple of times. <laughs> Dave uh, looks time. very similar to Seth Rogen. <laughs> 
we'll move on from this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I don't really get it as much sure. as um as others do. You but got anyway. the same smile. So it's a very it could smile. be. <laughs> so you're saying I look like a Hollywood superstar? Yeah, that's right. Saying? That's absolutely right. <laughs> um, yeah, that whole thread about how fragile their friendship is, I, I wasn't convinced by that. And then they start fighting. You know, I didn't I didn't buy into that. Yeah. I would have thought under the circumstances he would have just been like that doesn't really matter the apocalypse is going on you know <laughs> with the um ending sorry to shoot to the ending but yeah, you no, know it's fine. how james franco starts getting sucked up because he pretty much sacrifices himself so the others can get away and as he's getting um pulled into heaven he's giving he's flipping the bird to danny mcbride <laughs> and then heaven yeah. just discontinues the beam but he just drops and gets eaten and it's so brutal he gets his whole nose bitten off by Danny McBride I was like wow that's this is so full on <laughs> and it's interesting that they like um, set that up by saying yeah and that's what Pineapple Express 2 will be and then I sacrifice myself for you and I get eaten Danny McBride yeah. eats me <laughs> yeah. that was weird how I that didn't happened. notice was, that yeah yeah you're right yeah it's weird um, yeah, but how he, you know, had pride or whatever it was and he started flipping him off was hilarious. Um, I knew that was going to happen when he started to flip him off too. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> James Franco's not going to make it. But then it's really about Jay and Seth. And so when Jay sacrifices himself for Seth then he's going to get raptured and Seth, like, grabs on. Yeah. And they're flying up to the sky to put a Whitney Houston song there yeah, that was from great. The Bodyguard I found hilarious <laughs> that, like, that was so funny it took me a while to recognise the, the song but the whole audience I was at was just laughing I was like oh that's it don't you reckon it's weird in heaven how they can imagine anything and they receive what whatever they imagine yet they don't dream of James Franco coming back or anything like that I guess that's against the rules there I just thought that's weird they're like all Maybe, laughing yeah, and dancing I- while James Franco was eaten alive you know back on earth um there's no mm. uh, no pause for his um memory i guess uh when they were driving away or something or running away they were just like talking about it a little oh okay why did he have to do that oh, and stuff but <laughs> i love the backstreet boys that was great and they all came in and you get like full five minutes of backstreet's back <laughs> yeah I noticed, and I love um, everyone's when, reaction. He goes, so anything? I can think of anything. And then they come in and they sing the performance and everyone joins in. That was funny. <laughs> I, I noticed as soon as they got there that everybody in heaven looked like a back, um, backup dancer. Yeah, or like, a, yeah, like it looked like a music video. <laughs> yeah, so like that felt like something like that was about to happen anyway. <laughs> well, you were so right. Like only per- people from the 90s would get that. But a-, a lot of the kids now would just be like, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm sure they still have their audience anyway. Yeah. For me, the um, the bit I enjoyed up in heaven was when they lit their smokes off their halos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So overall, I mean, let's conclude on this is the end. This is a really funny movie, and it's come out at the same time as um, World's End, yeah, Simon Pegg and Yeah, Nick not to Frost get confused, one. huh, guys? Mm. Which, and, which and again, so- those two... Those two- uh, groups bring in a different sense of humor as well like you got the stoner crew of seth rogan and you got simon pegg's nerd sort of group of spaced and everything like that so and it's interesting how they both come out at the same time with similar themes for sure and um it reminded me of obviously <laughs> the big one is um armageddon and deep impact coming out at the same time it's a very similar movie oh, you're kind of splitting the audience really 
because yeah, if for you me, guys uh, like, sorry, you go. Sorry, go. <laughs> uh, if you guys like uh, uh, Pineapple Express and uh, Judd Appletail movies, you're gonna love This Is the End. It's like hanging out with those guys. But if you didn't like that movie and that's not your sense of humor, um, you're gonna find some bits funny. But as a whole, probably not worth paying twenty five bucks to go see or however much it was. I really feel like the audiences um, aren't going to go and watch This Is The End and World's End. I feel like they're going to pick one or the other. So yep. this one is, you know, for half the audience and the other one will soak up the difference, really. Absolutely. Um, Lloyd, I'll get you to plug the YouTube channel we've got going on now. Uh, well, we've got a, a YouTube channel full of video reviews. We mainly focus on obscure movies that we get from the bargain bin, but starring um, well-renowned actors and actresses. Uh, you guys should definitely check it out. They're only five to six minutes each. The links are all um, on our, our website, www.podmeifyoucan.com, and we've uh, also posted the um, videos there, so you guys should definitely check it out. Some of these movies are really hard to watch, and others are absolute gems that no one's ever heard of. That's right. A lot of them are really hard to find. So, you know, if you can't find this film or don't want to source it, or if it's like $36 on uh, eBay, you know, we might be a really good alternative. <laughs> yeah. Um, and time for us to do a segment on this show where we do a recommendation. Here's the opener. What should I watch, Dave? I thought trying to um, keep with the theme of the stonery movies, if you haven't seen it, I'd like to recommend Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You get um, more Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd from this film, but you get Jonah Hill and uh, really the breakout role for Russell Brand. If you're not a Russell Brand fan, watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall will probably make you a Russell Brand fan. Uh, it's basically, if you haven't heard, it's been out a few years, I think 2007 it came out, um, Jason Siegel gets broken up with by Kristen Bell's character from Sarah Marshall and she's really famous so he goes off uh, to try and forget about her forgetting Sarah Marshall to um, an island and, and long story short she's there with Russell Brand who's the guy she left him for so uh, it's this awkward love triangle and then you get Mila Kunis in the film as well so uh, you've seen that one haven't you Lloyd? Uh, have I seen this movie? Uh, forgetting, forgetting Sarah, Sarah Marshall? No I haven't seen it. I've only seen fragments of it uh, well, you will also enjoy some male nudity in that one. So, um, Jason Siegel gets nude, in case you're interested, ladies. Uh, well, thank you for listening to Pod Me If You Can. Um, next time, we will be dealing with Life of Pi, which scooped all the uh, Academy Awards the other year. Um, cinematic, and uh, looking forward to doing that one, Lloyd. Okay, thanks, guys. All the best.